Hi. Wow. Welcome. It's Imani here, the host of One Hour with the King. So, today we will be talking about, we will be spending our hour on one question. And the question is, why is there suffering in the world? Now, suffering is such a broad topic and it's a really great question and it's a question that people ask people all the time when they're struggling and it's best to remember that by you asking this question is already putting your faith in the right hands which is in God's hands so I know sometimes this world can seem like it's too big and complex and complicated to be figured out by anyone, but my first piece of advice is that nothing happens by coincidence. Every breath is planned and detailed and oriented by God for your best interest. You would not believe when I say this, but it's true. Suffering is for your benefit. (laughs) Suffering is good for you. And I know that can be so hard to hear and hard to understand. But suffering is so, so good for you. Because if we never suffered, we would think, that we've done it on our own, by our own power, might, and will. And that is simply not true. So God, no matter who you are, God puts you through suffering so that you can learn, but also that you can have proof that he is God. And I know for some people, suffering will be more, um, not worse, it seems like excuse me. It seems like their suffering is more complicated or um troublesome than others, but simply put, that is just for so that God can show his light in that situation more. If that makes sense. So the greater the suffering, the greater the reward. You have to remember that. So we're going to go through a lot of verses over this next hour to kind of help guide this conversation, um, this hour with the king about suffering. The first one that we're going to talk about is 1 Peter 5 through 10, 5 verse 10. Um, but you can read First Peter four and First Peter five. But First Peter five says, "In the God of all grace, who called you in His eternal glory in Christ, after you have suffered a little while, 
will himself restore you and make you strong, firm, and steadfast. Now, if you read Peter 4, and if you read 1 Peter 4 and 1 Peter 5, you will see that Peter was really talking about God died, Christ died for our sins. The perfect God died for sinners, for all human beings. And if Christ, the perfect God, without a blemish, the perfect lamb, can suffer, die, and raise again on the third day for your glory, for you to have everlasting life, then can't we all suffer? To learn what what sacrifice. When we put on, when we suffer, we're putting on the cloak of humility, and we're learning how big that sacrifice was for God to die for everyone. It's not a simple sacrifice, and I think we forget that because we're not naturally. Sometimes it's hard for us to be humble. And we forget that we make little sacrifices throughout life. Not even every day do we have to sacrifice. Some people, some of us are so blessed that we do not have to sacrifice at all. Our sacrifice would truly be a choice. Some people have to sacrifice more than others. But it's so that God can bless them more than others. But... I truly believe that when we suffer, we're learning about the suffering that Christ went through just so that we could die, just so that we could live forever with him. So if we have never suffered, would we, we would take the fact that he died on the, cro- on the, on the cross for us for granted, we would be like, yeah, like, we would just say God is great and amazing because he does give me all these amazing things and I never suffer, but that would not be God. God is like, no, you, as a Christian, you will suffer. You will realize that there is suffering in this world, but you will also realize that God, people who suffer depend on God so much and you really see it in their lives you really see it on their lives there is a big difference between the suffering of one who does not stand with God and walk with God and the suffering of one who does walk with God now the suffering of the one who does walk with God they go through their trials and they don't look like they they have been they, they they don't look like where they have come from or where they have been. But that is proper Christ-like suffering. We have to remember, we have to be humble and remember he suffered on the cross for us. So there will be suffering in this world. When sin came into this world, also with sin came suffering. But he died so that we could have a life without suffering with him 
and that's so beautiful so the the second verse is not only so but we also glory in our sufferings because we know that suffering produces perseverance perseverance produces character and character produces hope romans 5 3 through 4 that is so so true now romans is one of my favorite books but i'm going to read that one more time it says not only so but we also glory in our sufferings because we know that suffering produces perseverance perseverance produces character and character produces hope when i tell you when you suffer you learn how to people ask me like imani your stress is so good like you do not get stressed out in very 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 stressful situations and i'm like because i know how to prop i have the perseverance of someone who suffered a christ-like suffering christ-like christ-like suffering if you went through a christ-like suffering without christ you would be done done for but with god he gives you he gives you the perseverance to build character to refine you and i want to talk about this refinement refinement is so it's so difficult to understand because you when you agree to be refined by christ you don't really know when it's going to start and you don't know when it's going to end once it starts and you think it's starting but then it's not really starting and then it's like it's like prep you ever have prep for the prep (laughs) and then and then the and then once you've gone through prep for the prep then you're in the real thing and then you're like oh wow okay but once you're in that real thing you become so ready and so prepped that you're killing it killing it that's perseverance and that's character that's from romans 5 3 4 and after you've built that character that's when hope can step in that's when faith is uh made manifest that's when belief becomes real becomes physical you have to have the endurance the perseverance and the character to hold what god has for you and then you realize he must have something for you so big so big that there can be no there can't be any other God greater than him Second Corinthians 1 3 through 4 says praise be to God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ the Father of compassion and the God of all comfort, who comforts us in all our troubles, so that we can comfort those in any trouble with the comfort we ourselves receive from God. Let me tell you, let me read that one more time. Praise be to God and Father our Lord Jesus. When we are suffering, we need to be worshiping and praising God. And think about it like this. If you know you're suffering, praising God, one, puts it in God's hands, but two, it worships God, saying, God, nothing, because I'm not going to be fearful. I'm going to have faith. Why? Because like David and Goliath, nothing is too 
too uh big for my god jeremiah thirty two twenty seven. i am the lord your god this is my favorite verse i am the lord your god of all human kindness anything too big for me is anything too great for me nothing is too great of a challenge for god even if that means being murdered dying and resurrecting on the third day to come back and give us glory defeating death defeating sin that is too great for any human can do but god did it so is there anything too great for god no there is nothing too great for god too complex there is no valley or pit that god will not go through to get to his his children there is no amount of suffering that god cannot speak or move in your life there is none Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of compassion and the God of all comfort. He is a Father of compassion and comfort who comforts us in our troubles so we can comfort those in any trouble. Why is there suffering in this world? Because there's sin in this world. We all, no matter who, are suffering from something whether they tell you or not and that's why I think God makes some of his children talk about their sufferings talk about it so that people get reminded oh we are all suffering it doesn't matter who it is it doesn't matter who it is we all are going through something And see, that's why I have a spam. Now, let's talk about spam real quick. Because God gave me the idea to put my spam back on this past summer. And nobody thought it was a good, no one thought it was a good idea. It's an amazing idea. You know why it's an amazing idea? Because it shows when you're real, your truth, and your authentic self. It puts it on public display. If you can't put your public, real, real, real self on display, not even for friends and family to see, then you are not living, I feel like, a life of faith. A life that you should be proud of. Even just friends and family should be able to see you, you, the real you, so my spam is at her name's Imani. Go ahead and give it a follow. And my uh, real Instagram is um, at the Imani Dave. And her name's Imani is all about reflecting on the past, looking towards you know being in the present. It's all about being in the present. It's all about worship and praise. But it's about the full person. It's about if I was truly your friend, this is kind of how I, this is how I would be. It's not about being perfect. It's about being a, 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 a imperfect human who loves God. And I think that's so much better. Being an imperfect human who loves God is so much better than the person putting on a perfect persona 
and I have a spam because not only so that people can see me and see my story and pray for me but also that I can inspire people that like no matter what I have in the future this is who I am and this is the real me and there's always so much gratitude people love when you can when you come online and you're not doing it for money or clout or fame but you're simply just doing it to do it you're doing it because you love it you're doing it because you want to do it because you're doing it because you're trying it out that's good that's gold that's gold there are so many different ways that people can try to like box people in christ when you when you look at a life towards christ the only thing that you have to do to walk with god is keep your eyes on jesus And everything else would be added on to you. You don't have to worry about anything. Just keep your eyes on the target. And when you realize that I, at all times, I have my eyes on Jesus. I, I, at all times. Now that might look different for everyone. But I do not judge anyone else because I would not like for another imperfect human to judge me. I said, well, we are both two imperfect humans. Why are we judging each other? <laughs> or why, why are you judging me because I'm not judging you? Why would I judge you? I'm a, I understand deeply that I'm an imperfect human. You know how I understand that deeply? Because I have record record of it for the public to see but and what you what you take from that is what you take from it if you want to learn something from me then you follow my my main account which is at the Imani Dave but if you want to see me be a human want to see me struggle not look perfect be crazy the real rawness of it that's the spam that's I was saying that because it says so that we can comfort those in any trouble with comfort we ourselves receive from God that if you see all my spam, you don't see me hanging out with friends. You don't see me going out to bars. You don't see me doing drugs. You see in the past there was some of that. But you don't see that right now. You see me focusing on God. And you see me struggling with focusing on God. Focusing on God brings its own struggles within itself. <laughs> but I know how to care for people in a more wholesome way. Why? Because I receive so much comfort from God in that. Romans 8 18 says, I consider that our present sufferings are not worth comparing with the glory that we will be revealed that that will be revealed in us. 
Can you be, can I get a worship and a praise and a gratitude that suffering will not last forever? That your anxiety will not last forever? That your your lack of resources, whether it be emotional, financial, spiritual, comfort, that lack will not last forever? But it simply will. God will make all things new. Once the suffering and the refining is over. Once the suffering and refining is over. God can make all things new. Isn't that beautiful? I think that is so so beautiful that God does everything with intention and purpose and clarity perfection and that is why you are not to rush God when God is taking his time with something he is perfecting it and it must be good damn good if He has to take a lot of time to perfect it. It must be real good. And we are impatient, especially in this day and age. So we be like, God, please, please, please hurry up. Or at least I'm like, God, hurry up. Like, I'm not ready. Am I ready yet? Where is that? Am I ready? Am I ready? Am I ready? God, it says as soon as you're ready and it's ready, as soon as it's all ready, you will have it. Don't worry. You will have it. <laughs> That's why we praise God. And we don't, we, we consider that our present sufferings, they're, they're not worth comparing. I was talking to someone very wise. And he was speaking the word of God. And he was saying, you care so much for relationships. Do you care that much for your relationship with God? And I said, yeah. And he was like, well, then why are you putting a relationship with a man over your relationship with God when you don't even, you you don't even, uh, what you should be more, your focus, focus more on Jesus. And focus less on missing a man who you don't you don't understand what's going on. You don't understand. That's why you're asking for advice. But you will not need advice if you just focus on Jesus. And if you really believe God how you say you believe, you will know that there is a separation for a reason. It's not for no reason. Nothing nothing happens for no reason. And stop trying to tell God the reason. The reason this happened is because that's not the reason. Because that's that's not the point. (laughs) That's not the point. You're comparing your present sufferings. Do not compare your present sufferings and do not compare yourself. Do not compare your present sufferings with the glory 
that will be revealed in us. Beautiful. That's Romans 8, 18. And that talks about salvation and eternal life. Psalm 34, 19. The righteous person may have many troubles. But the Lord delivers him from them all. The righteous person may have many troubles. Would you ever consider that the reason that you are suffering so much is because you are a righteous person (laughs) would you ever say God I am suffering because I am righteous I don't think that's very humble to say to God but in Psalm it's saying the righteous person may have many troubles So not every righteous person has many troubles. But look at Job. Job had many troubles. He was a very righteous person. And he knew it. He said, God, I never, I didn't do, I don't think I did anything to deserve this. Really, he was saying, now God, this is a bit, I'm not going to say it. I'm going to speak on behalf of Job. One of my favorite books in the Bible. Every, I love every book in the Bible. Let me have a job. I think if I was Job, I'd be like, I would say, God, I know you are. You understand more than me. You understand way more than me. You are way far, far greater than me in every area. Far, I unfathomably far greater eternally far greater but this was a bit (laughs) and I'm not trying to be mean and I'm not trying to like disrespect God in any way Job was very careful not to do that and that's why Job sat for seven days and did not speak and that was very strong of him to do Job was strong Job was strong in his faith. He sat for seven days and did not speak. God had to put him through great suffering. And this is what's so funny. In the end of Job, he just praises. Also in Psalms 150, with Psalms trying to end, because it goes Job and then it goes Psalm. And Psalm 150 just praises. In the end, See, with Job, we didn't get much context. We just got all suffering. But with, in Psalm, we got the we got a nice, beautiful picture of what was going on. Ups and downs and ups and downs and ups and downs and ups and downs. And that's so, and that's so, so beautifully complicated. That's why I don't use the word. I don't like. I don't like it when people say, "Oh, this is gonna be bad." I would say, "Oh, this is gonna be a struggle," but struggles are good. Oh, and I'm and I was trying for the longest. Oh, it's gonna be bad. It's gonna be bad. What does that mean? It's gonna be bad. 
I would always be like, what does that mean it's going to be bad? Well, to me, that just means it's complicated. Beautifully complicated. Bad. A struggle so complex. So complex. You don't even know what to do. You ever you ever look at your struggles and be like, God, I don't know what to do. I think Job was having a lot of those moments. I think David had a lot of those moments. I think Joseph had a few of those moments. Moses definitely was having those moments. And Joshua, sometimes a little bit maybe, alongside Moses. I think we love when it seems like the main character has it all figured out, but I think there are some moments where they're like, okay, this is complicated. And I don't know, I'm not doubting the, I'm not doubting God. I just know there's nothing in my power I can do. That's what Job was feeling, really. I, in, in those moments, all I can say is I have to depend on God. And the, the hardest thing to ever to try to explain to someone is that you were doing something because God told you to do it. You sound crazy. And I'm like, I promise. And even if I gave you proof, you wouldn't understand the suffering that that means or meant in that situation. You wouldn't understand it. But God said, God said, Lord delivers me from all. That's why I love Psalm so much. Second Corinthians. For our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. Would you, if, if Joseph knew that he was going to be in a pit, that he was going to be a slave, that he was going to be in prison, just so that he could be the highest governor in Egypt. Just so that he could save many lives. If he knew that, do you think he would still do it? I believe that that's why God doesn't tell us what we're going to have to go through. We have to choose to enjoy it. One thing I love about Joseph 
is even in the prison, he had faith. Even in the prison, he was building. So he didn't sit idly. When he began to grow and keep his mind growing, he knew he couldn't just sit there. When he was decided to interpret the dreams, when he decided to just grow, That is how the Lord blessed him. That is why you you don't have to do anything else but decide. No matter where I'm at, I'm go, I'm I'm going to grow. And when you say that, I'm going to grow, that means no matter where I'm at, I'm going to be willing to struggle. I'm going to be willing to grow. I got a list of 300 things that I can do. And I got to go one by one by one. That's the struggle. And it's even a bigger struggle when you realize as you go down the list, I'm good at all these things that God's telling me to do. Isn't that complicated? Because you're looking around and you realize it. I don't know if this is normal. I don't know. For our light and momentary troubles. Momentary troubles. That's why I go back. In Romans 8.18. Not worth comparing. Our momentary troubles. Are achieving for us. 2 Corinthians 4.17. Are achieving for us an eternal glory. Back in Romans 8, 35, this is about love, persecution, and poverty. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall trouble or hardship or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword? should break your love for Christ. You should break before your love for Christ breaks. And when you realize that, then you've realized it deeply. You break before your love and faith and trust in God breaks. Because who shall separate us from the love of Christ? You have to realize what who, what can break. Who people are looking? People are everywhere. The enemy is everywhere, looking to break you, looking to stop you. 
you have to be strong enough to go through the struggle. That's Romans 8.35. I love Romans. 1 Peter 4-1 Therefore, since Christ suffered in his body, arm yourselves also with the same attitude, because whoever suffers in the body is done with sin. Now let us read that one more time, because what are we saying? Enough about sin. Sin is complex. We are sinful beings, so sin is complex to understand. It says, therefore, since Christ suffered in his body, since Christ suffered in his flesh, arm yourselves also with the same attitude. Arm yourselves with the same attitude. Now, I love talking about attitude. You know why I love talking about attitude? Because your attitude is what's going is to, the, is the tone of your life. And you can change your attitude. It's a choice. Your attitude is just a choice. Arm yourselves also with the same attitude. That, like Christ, willing to suffer in the flesh. Which he even said, ooh, my flesh does not want this. He had an attitude. He he was going to do what needed to happen because love and faith and in 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 God and the Father and Himself and love for us. Whoever suffers in the body is done with sin. Who's ever willing to suffer in their flesh is someone who is done with sin. That's so beautiful. That's a that's so private and beautiful that we could hold on to. Thank God I'm never gonna be perfect. God, I was a sinner and I want to be born again. And I know that means that I, I probably will sin again. But keep, you died for my sins. So the debt is already paid. But I have this attitude that I, if, I'm, if I'm willing to, I'm willing to go further for your glory. That's all. I just want to go further for you, Father. I want to push harder for you. That's all. No big deal. No big deal. I would be glad to suffer for you, Lord. Yes. First Peter three fourteen. Still in First Peter. But even if you should suffer. For what is right, 
You are blessed. Do not fear their threats. Do not be frightened. But even if, even. You know how hard that is to understand in suffering? If you're suffering for what is right, you are blessed. But then it's not, it's not, it's saying you are blessed. Highlight that, underline that, keep that in your heart. You are blessed. And then, and then you realize blessed is not, being blessed is not solely material. Material blessings are great, but they're not the greatest blessings that we can ever have. So if you know you're suffering for Christ, if you know you suffer for what is right, you are blessed. You have to have that same attitude. And do not fear their threats. Do not be frightened. Philippians 1.29 For it has been granted to you on behalf of Christ, not only to believe in him, but also to suffer for him. That is amazing. When you are called to suffer for Christ, that's not a calling that a lot of people have to. We're all, we all go through suffering, but when you suffer for Christ and it has become evident, You realize that is a great, great deal of measure that you have to go through. Great deal. It's a, you have been granted on behalf of Christ. Christ literally chose you not only to believe in him, which Christ chooses to believe, but also to suffer for him. In the midst of the storm, putting you through some of the greatest Galatians 6 to carry each other's burdens and in this way you will fulfill the law of Christ. That's loving your neighbor. Carry each other's burdens. Carry each other's burdens. Do not judge one another, but carry each other's burdens. Do not critique, do not judge, do not even try to fix one another. But be there for them. Carry each other's burdens. 
You never know why God is putting someone through something and they're knowing that the burden is heavy. Heavy burden. Carry each other's burdens. And in this way you will fulfill the law of Christ. Isaiah 53.3 He was despised and rejected by mankind. A man of suffering and familiar with pain. Like one from whom people hide their faces. He was despised and we held him in low esteem. To be someone who literally was this is despised by society. Today we can see that they call it uh, these stigmas around mental health. You don't even, people even judge you if you have anxiety, which is not, not the most complicated mental health. Some people say everybody has anxiety, and then some people say you have anxiety as if they never have had any experience with anxiety, it's because mental health is the sickness that people hide their faces from, that people despise, that people hold in low esteem. But Jesus doesn't see us like that. He loves those. He loves people who suffer like that. Loves them loves them deeply they are they are capable of some of the most mind astounding things astounding with or without their disabilities They are astounding people. Each and every one of us, but especially the people who we have stigmas against. They get up every day. And they suffer. But Christ heals them. Matthew 10.38 Whoever does not take up their cross and follow me is not worthy of me. That is why we suffer. That's why they're suffering. Because if we did not suffer, we're not worthy of his blood. 
It's a relationship. There is still sin in this world. It's a relationship. But if you can pick up your cross and say, I'm not worried about from what everything is going to I'm not worried about poverty. I'm not worried about being judged. I'm not worried about being stigmatized. I'm not worried about about hardships or loss. I am not worried about their threats or the possibility of them threatening me. I'm not worried about any of that. But what I do know is that I have to pick up my cross and follow you just to be worthy of your love. And I will do anything to be worthy of that love. That's what that means. Isaiah 53, 4, surely he took up our pain and bore our suffering, yet we considered him punished by God, stricken by him, and afflicted. Isn't that so strange? How humans, humans will have things so messed up and wrong. Because they don't even, we are, we are meant, our only responsibility is try to stay in the present moment, anchored in Christ, and we don't even do that very well. We don't do that very well at all. We judge things and look like idiots in front of the Lord with our judgments. with our inabilities to compromise, with our false prophesying and listening to words not sent by God. But not, and and if they and if the words are of the Father, are we learning about the Father? Hmm. So there's so many more scriptures that we can go through. There's like probably ten more here. I'll go to Matthew, Matthew 10, 39. Oh, Job. Just as we share abundantly in the sufferings of Christ, as 2 Corinthians. At this, Job got up and tore his robe and shaved his head. Then he fell to the ground and worshipped and said, Naked I came from my mother's womb, and naked I will depart. The Lord gave me, gave, and the Lord has taken away. May the name of the Lord be praised. Job did not understand what was going on. Job knew that nothing in his power could, could, could save him. But he praised the Lord because he knew that the Lord was going to save him. 
no matter and job didn't job didn't say i hope i get double triple quadruple for my sufferings no job didn't even know that that was possible all he had was a heart full of praise same with david a heart that sought god that's all you need is a heart that seeks God. That's all you need. Matthew 10, 39. Whoever finds their life will lose it. Whoever loses their life for my sake will find it. Whoever finds their life will lose it. Whoever just Imagine Matthew built up this beautiful life, one of the richest men in the town. He is someone who found his life. He found a life. He found a way out of a broken system to, to live comfortably in. He lost all of that willingly. Willingly. He, lived, he did it for the sake of Christ, and that is how he found his true identity. And that's how he was able to have eternal life. So there's more. Another Job. Blessed is the one whom God corrects, so do not despise the, the discipline of the Almighty. That is another one that's amazing. I'm going to wrap up the podcast. Thank you guys so much for listening. I hope you have a wonderful morning or a good, good night. Again, my Instagram is at the Imani Dave. Thank you for having this intriguing uh, conversation with me. Uh, this is episode one. Why is there suffering in the world? You're in my prayers. I'm going to pray and we're going to head out. Our Father, according to Matthew 6, 9-13, I pray, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thine will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. In Jesus' mighty name I declare it, amen. Have a good night. Have a good night.